Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and maybe, um, you know how they say there are hunks in the sewers? And I'm Carter. You could be happy here. I could take care of Chunk. I wouldn't let anybody hurt you. We could grow up together, E.T. Mm, love it. Love it. Hey, Doge. Hey, yes. Tell you said is. the hunk. I did. Explain it of, well, this is my movie. Uh, but the real reason. Great job. And the reason that I've invited you guys here today. Thank you, by the way. Is, yeah, it is a big deal. Is to tell you guys that my air conditioner broke last weekend. <gasps> Car house. House, mm, uh, the tough. big one, the biggest, baddest one that tough, could break. Tough. Uh, so they never sent anybody out to fix it until the next day. Oh. So my wife and I got a hotel room and had a staycation. Hey, that's fun. That's paid for by our property management company. Hey, oh, that's, hey, nice. that's a good move. It's a good time. That's it's a, a really Holiday good Express, move. a real hunky t- <laughs> motel six. No, it was actually the the Plano location of the Nilo. That was oh. the cheapest one. That was open on, on late notice. I mean, we had a book like with an hour left for booking for the day. So that's amazing. Yeah. Jeez. Congrats. Yeah. Very it was nice. a good time. It was a hunky time. Yeah. I was going to say, like, this is, does not sound like a hunky story, but, but it it's turned into Dory. Dang it. Gosh. I'm sorry, Carter. We got to just sign out now. It's I think fine, that's man. the end of the episode. Right? You, know, when, you know, when we're just that in sync, it's well, life is full of nigh highs and, and nigh lows. lows. See, okay. Yeah, Thanks for giving it back to me. Yikes. So uh, we're sort of wrapping up the alien portion yeah. <laughs> of Chooser's Choice. <laughs> we are. By wrapping up Chooser's Choice. Amazing. We've gone from Rome to home. Ooh. <laughs> <Carter>. <laughs> See how many bad taglines we can improvise right now? Yeah. <laughs> They're back again, and I don't mind it one ha bit. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is unlistenable, I think, don't so far. Don't quit. Don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, I think that we should just dive on in, Let's do it. style. Doge, would we you haven't mind? even said the movie we're talking about all together, <gasps> like we always the do. People are wondering, oh, what movie could it be? I know the answer. <laughs> do you? Yeah, yeah. That movie is ET. E. The, the extraterrestrial. We looked to like the guy who brought the movie to say, like, "Hey, do we do what's That's after?" Me. I'm just setting the pace, you know. Doge. Yes. Synopsify me, Captain. This week's guest synopsis is written by Nick Reganas from IMDb. Left behind by his group of secret visitors, a harmless <laughs> extraterrestrial entity gets stranded on Earth, surrounded by an intimidatingly strange and unknown environment. This guy wrote this with a thesaurus open, guarantee you. <laughs> Alone and fearful, the marooned being is fortunate to be discovered by the lonely 10-year-old boy. So far, this is just high school. This is just my high school exactly. experience. That's it's like funny. there was a minimum word count for him. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a, <laughs> oh, this a lone marooned being befriending a 10-year-old. <laughs> discovered by the lonely 10-year-old boy, Elliot, who, after the initial shock, decides to take him in and gives him a name, E.T. Little by little, a bond will form. 
And as our hospitable blue planet becomes a prison brimming with dangers and government Come agents, on. Elliot and his team of rescuers must work fast to find a way to reunite the extraordinary intergalactic guest with his otherworldly family. Even if this means Elliot will lose an unexpected but dear friend. That was too much. Yeah. Nick Reganus. Thanks, Nick. You gave me 100% synopsis and all I needed was like 30. But I appreciate you going the extra mile. Yeah, that was like, yeah, like a word count. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> when upon arrival to the hitherto before mentioned planet, known as, but also not only known as, do you but think submitted Earth, that? Do you think he submitted that to turnitin.com? Yeah. Just to yeah. be sure. Make sure there's no play, play, plagiarizing. Oh, I love it. Doge, I'm going to hand you the reins. Yeah. You take them, you run free. Take but it. Typically, I'll drive, typically drive what I like to do mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. is um, begin sort of a journey uh, through the movie. Okay. Both narratively and verbally. Okay. Um, <laughs> beginning perhaps at the beginning. Okay. Making yeah. our way downtown towards yeah. the middle. Just yeah. imagine that you're pedaling the bike and Jordan and I are in cloth in a basket in front of you. That's my that's my exact mental image every time we sit down to record. Okay, yeah. great. Okay, well, that works out uh, pretty good. Perfect. So E.T. Uh, begins with the, the alien visitors, the botanists arriving on Earth. Yeah. Um, is that what they're called? The botanists? I, I or is that no our idea. reference to them? Okay. So, this, is what, this is what our IMDb friend calls them. Oh, yeah, gosh. I actually read... Uh, that in the novelization of the movie, it is revealed that the aliens are like more akin to living plants than they are to like any yeah yeah for sure human or like mammal of any kind. Yeah, I read that Spielberg basically confirmed that said ET is neither male nor female. He's more like a plant, right? Which is cool. Which who pollinates ET? No, nothing I've ever wanted to think about <laughs> until right now. I don't oh love gosh. it now that you've said it. I'm fine when directors. Or creatives come back and like explain things that feel legitimate. Sometimes they'll come back and it feels like it's a pull to make more money. Like sure. J.K. Rowling? Yeah, we don't yeah. have to go there yeah. necessarily. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, they'll just be, yeah. So I think the opening of this movie is very, very strong. Um, just cinematography-wise, like the way that we shoot everything in this movie from a kid's eye level. Um <sighs> To, to That's put great. us in the shoes of Elliot. But this opening scene, there's what, probably 10 minutes at the beginning with no dialogue at all. Yeah. Everything's easy. communicated. Can uh, we focus more on the, from a kid's eye level? That is yeah. great. Yeah, it's that's really brilliant. Cool. It's amazing. Now, this opening scene, which I do love, genuinely. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's dated now or what, but the there's only one word that keeps coming to mind when I think of E.T. and his friends here, and it, the word is doofy. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the opening looks... It's it's got that classic like early to mid eighties uh, like practical effects look. It looks like like the Dark Crystal or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when we see their yeah. plants and everything, it is so just, 80s, everything just it. looks so doofy. Like some it of the like, <laughs> so I believe it's the like mushroom looking plants. Yeah, those are made from inflated in the ship. You mean? Yeah, yeah, from inflated Wiimote. Sleeves, yeah, no way. That's the truth. It is wild. (laughs) Which is not the first time we've seen Wiimote sleeves used in an alien movie. That was also for Alien when it sheds its skin. What? Yeah, Yeah. eighties be nasty. Yeah, eighties them them nasty. (laughs) They be nasty. But Alien was seventy nine. But wow, Doge, you want to go home? Yeah, I'll just (laughs) I'll just pack it up, pack it in. Doge, go home. Eat Doge fun. Um. But yeah, so this beginning is when we get the introduction to E.T. and all of his doofy friends. Uh, <laughs> they're looking a little muppety, but it mostly holds up. It does, yeah. Oh, it's um, a charming design. And, and we get the introduction to our human antagonist, who is not named, and who we are going to call Keys. Yeah. I think that's uh, what they call him in the novel, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he has no, never is named. Um, hmm. So... E.T. and his buddies, uh, E.T. gets left on Earth by his friends. Um, and then we get that kind of chase through the woods and we we get down to, I think in my mind, this is kind of like a prologue. Like this would be the cold open if it's a TV show, right? Yeah, right. Because sure. the real inciting incident is when Elliot and E.T. meet, right? When E.T. is like hiding out in his shed. Uh, and when, when Elliot hears something out there, kind of the inciting incident of our narrative is him trying to convince people, hey, there's something 
in the shed. Sure. Before we get to the shed, though, can we talk about sort of our introduction to Elliot and his crew of people? Yeah. Love it. It's so good. Love yeah, it. it's awesome. And it, Very and much is, how Stranger Things introduces yes, their crew. Which is obviously which is so supposed intentional. supposed to be, yeah. yeah. But like, it is just such a fun way to introduce like the dynamics between like Elliot is the little brother who feels left out. I'm, I'm and, ready. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll play. play now. Can I play now? Yeah. yeah. They tell him to go wait for the pizza. What's really, they're... like another really cool thing is I actually, on the same day that I watched this movie, Played Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Super cool. Super cool. So uh, that was fun. The child actors in this movie are really, really good. Careful, does. You're pushing me. Do it. No. Do it. Do, do it. it. You must. It's Elliot. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's Elliot. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to hold on for a scene later. <laughs> no, you got to go. Uh, uh, man, the actor that plays Elliot, can't remember his name right now. Uh, Henry Thomas. Because homie's a one hit wonder. Yeah. Yep. Good. Grief, how is he a one-hit wonder? I know how. It's because he got typecast probably for the rest of his life after yep. this movie. But yep. he is potentially he's your, he's the your best. super pump? Yes. He's yeah. like the Macaulay Culkin. Potentially. Like some people make it out and some don't. The best child actor I've ever seen. Have you seen his audition? Too? Yeah. Have About you seen dog? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So I mean, it's he got so the part good. because he he went in and read, read the script for Elliot. Uh, and he just said, I imagined that my dog died. And so he's crying these huge crocodile tears. We see him cry later in the movie. This kid has the largest tears I've ever yeah. seen on a human being. Anime tears. Yeah. But he's, he's crying. Uh, each one's about the size of one of those like baby Ozarka water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> a sip. Each tear is a full sip. Which of are water. worthless. Who even? Uh, I've had several, but I was like, wow. Yeah. So he, he uh, in his audition tape, he's acting a scene where they're trying to take E.T. away from him. Crying, it's heartbreaking. I can't watch this without getting emotional. Yeah. He got the part because he made Steven Spielberg cry. Yeah. Like huge grown man tears. I mean, this, yeah. this kid audition. is like a revelation throughout this whole movie. When he's excited, I mean, later on when we get, he's alive. I mean, I get chills yeah. every time. Uh, the tearful goodbye is so wonderful. Yeah. Like, he is so good at being like, a nosy little kid. He's so good at being a little brother. He's so good at being excited and scared and nervous. Like, he's just the best part of the movie. I don't think it would work. You know, like... If, without somebody with, that good. Without somebody as good as Henry Thomas. Yeah, I agree with as you. In the role of Elliot. You can tell he's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really smart kid. Um, I think it was cool, too, how Spielberg shot it chronologically. Yes. And I think it was mm -hmm. to... Like, especially for the kids, right? It was to, like, make sure that they're going through the emotions how they would in the actual story. Right. And so, and I think I think that probably helped a little bit. Yeah. Especially as we get closer to the end. I think all the kids are really, really good, though. Yeah. The kid the, the, the honestly, kid the older Michael, brother was almost... Um, he's great. Yeah, I, yeah. I completely buy the, like, sibling dynamic between all three of them. Drew Barrymore is absolutely adorable the in this movie. The cutest little She's kid. so cute. She ad-libbed uh, the line where she's like, I don't like his feet. That's not in the script. She was looking. There was a bunch of wires coming out of the ET puppet, and so they just finished a take, and she just turns and looks at Steven Spielberg and is like, "I don't like his feet." Oh. <laughs> but they kept that in. Uh, she also ad libbed the line uh, when uh, when Elliot's like grown ups can't see him. She for whatever reason just didn't like that line. She was like, "Give me a break." She ad libbed that like just the cutest kid yeah, of all she's time. So good. Precocious is the word that I think of. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like. You are wise beyond your three years on this planet. Yeah. But anyway, we're back. We're playing D&D. &D. Uh, they send Elliot out to get the pizza. He hears something in the shed behind their house. That he does. Uh, there is... Thinks it's his dog. He so thinks he it's his, his dog. What's the dog's name? Harvey? Yeah. I don't remember. I think it's Harvey. It's Harvey. He, he thinks it's Harvey. Uh, throws the ball in there. The ball comes rolling back out. He runs inside in a panic. Uh, all of Michael's friends grab a whole bunch of kitchen knives and run out, yeah. which makes me wonder what they thought they were going to do well, out there. And isn't this when E.T. scrambles up the hill and knocks over the trash no, cans? No, that's and stuff? later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is E.T. is somehow hidden. It doesn't make a lot of sense how he just isn't there when they look, and then right. camera cuts away, and then we see his his doofy fingers like curling around the door frame. We do. Um, but this is this is kind of our first confrontation with E.T. Uh, the next real big oh, thing later that happens. That night. Yeah, is that, uh, I keep wanting to call him Henry, that's his name, that Elliot is up like with a flashlight waiting for E.T. Uh, this is the Reese's Pieces scene. They were going to use M&Ms in the movie, actually. Yep. But Mars said that E.T. was too ugly and they didn't want something so brown and ugly being associated with their product. Big oh mistake. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. Big mistake. Especially because their product is chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. What's browner and uglier than chocolate? 
Me- not many things. Are you guys Reese's Pieces boys? I love uh, Reese's yeah. Pieces. Reese's like Pieces them. are very divisive in my house. I like them. Jess's favorite candy is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I but like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. hates Reese's Pieces. That's weird. I would take Reese's Pieces over standard chocolate M&M's. Okay. But I would take almost any like would you upgraded take, M&M over Reese's Pieces. Would you take peanut butter M&M's over Reese's Pieces? Yeah, 100%. I would too. Okay. All right. Well, it sucks that you guys didn't like this movie then. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I think a lot of people assume this was some of the, like the first product placement in movies, but it ends up that it's not, right? Something yeah, that happened James a few Bond years before. James Bond did it a couple of years before. Yeah. Yep. But there's not, I mean, it's not just Reese's Pieces. We've got Coke. Um, some, wait, someone was eating Cheerios too. It was like a, hmm. Cheerios was- Were they was, doing Cheerios at breakfast one day maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Superman. Yeah. Uh, was yeah, eating Cheerios. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. That's right. But now it's all the time. Yeah, I remember I really started noticing it anytime there were computers. It's yeah. like somebody locked it down. Yeah. Like, the, like recently, I think I saw a movie where, or a show where everyone's using a Surface Pro. And I was like, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's common with cars too. Like they will have super for unorganic sure. feeling conversations about their cars. Man, I'm getting so pumped for Hobbs and Shaw right now. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest, while we're on this product placement train, did you guys watch last week's episode of The Bachelorette? Oh, yeah. Big I time. did not. Whenever they get Halo Top, and it's like they go to this guy, they're in a park, and he's like pushing a <laughs> cart that is a Halo Top cart. And he's like, come on, you can get whatever flavor you want. And they're like, I'm getting the cookies and cream. I'll get the mint chocolate chip. Oh, gross. It's delicious. They sit and eat the Halo Top with the label Logo facing, facing the camera. Out, yeah. And then they're like, can I try some of yours? Mine's delicious. And, and it's just the, unbelievable. But I will say it was funny because the Halo Top commercial right after that, the same guy that was just pushing the cart is the guy that's driving the Halo Top truck in the commercial. Amazing. With Nick Vial from The Bachelor. So like, it was pretty uh, good. Amazing. It was pretty good. That was actually a great commercial too. It was very funny. See, it would have been improved. That is the one instance in which my life would be improved by commercials. Because I watched it on Hulu and didn't have yeah, the commercial Yeah, we had to watch it. it live. And so we caught that commercial. It was a very funny commercial. That's funny. I love it. Uh, so anyway, we're out in the woods now. We're on- In the corn. On the forest moon of Indoor. Uh, and <laughs> it's looking real foggy. And that's the redwood forest, right? Yeah. This is my super dump, I think, is the atmospheric effects of this movie. Uh, it, mm. it works here when we're outside. There's some shots later in the movie where interiors are very foggy. Like the inside of the inside of Elliot's house, there's a couple of shots where you can noticeably see like jets of fog from a fog machine. Like with a rhythm, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. not natural. Like, it, it looks good to some extent because then we get those awesome volumetric light rays where it's like, uh, they're also called God rays where you can just see like the ray of light coming through the blinds or through the front door or something like that. It's used really, really well um, when there's like a ray of light coming out of the shed in just yeah. a second when E.T. gets back in there. Um, but then there's other times where it's like, man, it, it just looks like they've hotboxed their entire home. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's and wild. Raiders was before E.T., right? Uh, Raiders was, I think, 84. Let me check. I was wrong. Raiders was 81. So it was the year before E.T. Yeah, so there's definitely, especially with how trend-setting some of these sci-fi movies are, because yeah. Alien did it too. You know, these these are two years apart, 79 right. and 81. And so I have to... No, E.T. was 82. 82, Raiders sorry. Raiders so 81. Th- yeah. Sorry, three years apart. Even then, that's like really close. Yeah. Um, I, There is some leeway for those movies, right? You have to be like, okay... There was you did not have what you would have had today. Like you're trying yeah. to be really creative, but yeah, it's fun to kind of notice that. As stuff. I was watching this, though, I was amazed at how much like the the visual language that we use to tell this story is like pretty unchanged from the way it would be shot today. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like from a cinematography standpoint, the the types of shots we choose, the motion of the camera, even down to like we really play with lens flares a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah. it feels really really modern. Or maybe the things that feel modern now feel old. Yeah. But it just, whatever it is, it, it works really well. Well, yeah. and there were, there were even some effects that, some effects and some moments that were cut because they felt too like visceral or strange. Um, yeah. For instance, like when E.T. is scrambling up the hill, out the gate kind of a thing, knocks over yeah. all the trash cans. It was cut because it seemed unrealistic and disgusting that even an alien would not do something like this. But there originally was a scene where when the trash can is knocked over, E.T. turns around and picks up some Chinese food from yes. inside of the trash I felt can it coming. and eats it for a meal. I felt it coming. <laughs> oh. oh, my. I can't even look at him. He's really mad right now. He didn't like it. I liked it. <laughs> he didn't like it at all. 
He didn't like it. And we did it to his movie. I know. So I've been thinking about this exact joke. We're just like the bullies. He's Elliot right now. And we're those boneheaded. He just wants to play. You guys are both Greg. (laughs) (laughs) This is reality, Greg. (laughs) On this episode, Doge and the Gregs talk about E.T. Two Gregs and a Doge. (laughs) I don't want to do it every week, but that scene, when I watched the scene happen in the movie this week, I was like, so I'm going to make a trash food joke about that You got there first. I I felt it and I just gave it to you. That's amazing. (laughs) Well played. You guys... If you're done being a couple of Gregs, let's talk about this good movie. <laughs> you, could you could you feel me trying to jump the gun earlier yep. to the trash cans? Okay, just making sure. Yeah, he's like, nope, it's not even there yet. You were so ready. <laughs> I completely blindsided by that. Goodness oh, me. Very good. Goodness I, me. I appreciate it, but I don't like it. Sure. Does that make yeah. sense? No. Yeah. That's, that's the line I tried <laughs> to ride. <laughs> so uh, we use Reese's Pieces to lure E.T. back to our home. Uh, and... I think the next big portion that we need to talk about is he, E.T.'s in the house. He's locked in the room. He's a secret from mom. So Elliot stays home sick from school. Sick, they tried to not keep her secret, but we have some of those fun moments where it's like, yeah. she didn't even I, pay attention. I love Elliot's faking sick yeah. from school. Oh, um, it was great. The I way- love the blinds in his room as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's Those cool. were fun. But the the... The frantic, like, thermometer against the light bulb, like, heating pad against the forehead... Go, 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 mom's coming back. It's all so fun. And and it's it's classic, like, how do I get out of going to school today? Yeah. The family dynamic, like, when they're having the meal, too, is so charming. Yeah. The yep. whole thing. Fa- like, how she laughs so hard when, <laughs> when Elliot calls his older brother, we sports remote breath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, hey, no. It felt so genuine. Yeah. yeah. So genuine. Well, because I've had that thought, as somebody without kids, I've had that thought a thousand times of like, how do I get mad? And like, how do I correct when what they said is accidentally so funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's so funny. Yeah. I love the family dynamic in this. So so he stays home from school with E.T. Um <clears throat> And then is this when uh, it's kind of Disney vibe too? We got a single parent. Yeah. yeah. So why why are some of the most iconic like children's story like stories that reach us not two parents at home? So I actually have a theory about this. Tell me. Um, and I think that it's kind of realized in a strange way here. But I think a lot of the, a lot of the times a single parent home in movies is an easy outlet to show us in one way or another. Show us or tell us that the child wants more, like, not necessarily figures of authority, but just people to look to for guidance or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Um, not that they're necessarily missing something, but just, like, that they see around them other people with two parents and they want this thing. And I think that E.T., as a character in this movie, serves that in some ways. Yeah, I was trying to draw a link as I was watching it. Like, okay, Elliot is clearly, like, I, I wondered if there was any kind of link between E.T. and his father, I just don't think you can read that E.T. is any kind of a father figure. But I think you can say that E.T. is a place where Elliot feels like he can belong. Correct. Yeah, I I don't see it as a... Because, like, we just watched uh, Terminator 2 this last week. And um, there's a very clear moment there when Sarah Connor is looking at um, John and the Terminator and saying, like, that could be somebody he looks up to, but it's just not right kind yeah. of thing. And I don't yeah. think that's yeah. what this is. I don't think so either. But I, I, I think I agree with you that E.T. doesn't represent fatherhood so much as he represents Elliot finally feels like there is some sort of connection outside of just him and his mom that yeah. is special and his alone. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is is all the more heartbreaking later yeah, in the movie. Yeah, just kind of filling that space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so this is when um, Elliot and E.T. stay home from school one day. The next day, Elliot has to go back to school. And this is when we kind of get a little hint of their, like, kind of psychic link beginning to form. Well, we've Uh, we've already, older brother has already seen E.T. by this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day one. So I I just don't want to brush over the fact that, like, this movie skips, ahead of its time, I think, skips a lot of tropes of hiding the thing. Where it's actually slowly, intentionally being revealed to different members of the family. Yeah, yeah, I think which that's is great. which is not typical, I think, of this kind of movie. Yeah. So we get the. This is when we get. I don't like his feet. Right. This is when we get. Grown ups can't see him. Right. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. The most yeah. excellent promise you've ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. get all these interactions between the siblings and between ET. Um, all the while, Elliot and ET's psychic link. I guess is what we're gonna call it, right? Oh, and he floats the clay. Uh, the planets. The, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's where he's from. So the next day, 
uh, is whenever Elliot tries to go to school. And this is the frog dissection scene. I was watching this yesterday while eating lunch. And we just returned from a visit to my wife's grandparents. And they live on a farm. And they grow frogs. They grow frogs. They grow and make their own small pickles. And so I was eating a very small cold pickle while watching this frog scene and made my tummy very upset. Really? (laughs) Yeah, just kind of connecting it to like, is this how a frog would feel in my mouth? Just crunching. Yes. Crunching it. This was was almost my super pump, this whole scene now. I I think it's so fun. Well, it's not only fun, but it serves a purpose. Yeah. Which, which I think makes it that much more excellent. The look when Elliot is drunk and he just like <laughs> looks back and smiles. Yep. Hilarious. <laughs> Him dropping that kid to his knees so he can step up and kiss the girl you that, know that he likes. It took like four or five takes because he was so nervous to kiss that girl. Really? Yeah. She's just credited as pretty girl. That's funny. <laughs> oh, That's no. That's funny. Keys and pretty girl, two of the most iconic characters in cinema. <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. Yikes. But even like what with, with what E.T. is watching... Like the fact that that's happening, and I, it, well, yeah, I think it felt the, so charming. Isn't the connection supposed to be it's happening because ET is watching it? Yeah, yeah. Like, like essentially their psychic connection in the same way that he's drunk because ET has become drunk. Yes, he is. Do, like, it's such an it's such a unique way to show us, not tell us what's happening to ET. And yeah, Elliot. and I'm always yep. a fan of that yeah. to not blatantly just on a silver platter give something to somebody when you're watching a movie, and, and yet. Isn't it kind of though? And that's what's so unique right, about it, I think. Right. Like there is no it's misunderstanding what's happening. I think it's because it's right. from like emotion. Well, and like I, I could understand what was happening when I saw this as a kid. Right. You know? Granted, my parents did tell me that E.T. was drinking Coke, and because he's an alien, Coke made him silly. That's but amazing. This is yeah. why you don't smuggle food into theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good boy. <laughs> You're such a good little boy. Such a good boy. Oh, doge. Um, but yeah, this is the same day. So uh, E.T. finishes uh, his binge drinking of Coca-Cola. and <laughs> Making him quite silly indeed. This is right as Elliot's mom and Gertie, which is a bad name for a cute kid. Yeah. This is right when they come home from school and Gertie finds out that E.T. can talk. Uh, and this is when they keep... So cute. Uh, E.T. and Mary, the mom, that they keep calling Mary by her first name. Uh, E.T. and Mary keep missing each other in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, this is, I think in another movie, I would roll my eyes at that particular element of how they keep just like choreographed, like turning away from each other. It's it fits so perfectly. charming it's in It's like movie. a glove here. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it, was, it was a different kind of appropriate for in-person new groove. I kept thinking about that in a yeah. kitchen again. Of of Isma and Cusco keep keep missing each other. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, potato salad? (laughs) Is that what she says? No, make my potatoes a salad. Oh, that's funny. They both changed their yeah, and it's potato salad that he throws on the floor. Yeah, he doesn't like it. I get the reference now. Funny Spielberg was referencing something. Wow, that hadn't even come really ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. He's a precog, dude. It's a Minority Report thing. Oh, we gotta review that someday. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. The next place that E.T. goes is somewhere that I don't know which cut of the movie you guys watched. So there was a, a 10th anniversary, 20th anniversary edition that came out in 2002, which I actually went to go see in theaters with my grandmother. Oh, fun. It's part of the reason I love this movie so much. But there is, uh, so Spielberg talks about, you know, he used some CG to enhance the E.T. puppet for some scenes in that and add some things that he had to cut. There's a scene where E.T. takes a bath, I believe. It's It's kind of like a, I don't know. He later would go on to say that I regret specializing, making a special edition of E.T. because I didn't improve my film. The only thing I did was ruin people's memories of my movie. Mm, interesting. Which feels like a little bit of a jab at his good buddy, George Lucas. I was going to say. Who keeps making special editions of his stuff. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but in that edition, there's a scene that happens right here where E.T. actually travels to a place that's kind of a crossover location with a couple of other films that we've reviewed. You guys, are y'all familiar with that? No. I think I am. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. He goes, he goes to this little place we like to call Shout Announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. What, what that sound? <laughs> I honestly didn't know that was going to happen until it did, and I'm glad it did. I want to give. Our first shout-outs of the show, of course, to Waxface and Tyler Station. Thank you, Waxface and Tyler Station, for all the usual things. 
But we also want to give a shout out to Crumb and Kettle Coffee Shop and Bakery here at Tyler Station. We're being fueled by their coffee right now, and it's delicious. If you're around, hit them up. Their cakes are wonderful. I don't know if you guys have had that. Haven't. So, so good. Would love to. Hey, while we got you here, listening to the middle of our show, we would love to ask you to rate and review our show on iTunes. We're just a few reviews away from hitting our goal of 200. Uh, And that would be huge for us. We would really love that. And while you're on the iTunes platform, leaving us the review on the show, please push the subscribe button. That's the best way to stay on top of the new content that we release. The way that uh, podcast stores work, it sometimes takes a little bit to update the feed with new stuff. But if you push subscribe, you will be notified and downloaded the second that we release a new episode of our program. And I mean, we're talking about a 40,000 download podcast, boys. We did it. We We hit the 40K, which sounds like a realistic television that you can just walk into. (laughs) A 40K TV. Yeah. Yeah. I reviewed our podcast. Hey, finally. It you, finally man. happened. So now our average is not five stars anymore. Glad to know what you really think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you what these people have in common. You ready? Yeah. Willis Wisdom, Adam Stout, Jordan Wonders, Justin Dozier, Jesse Wuji, Vin Diesel, Taylor Lautner, Marcus Played, The Scrub Daddy, The Wax Space, David Bleese. All incredibly, remarkably handsome. They're all followed by... Two chunks and a hunk. Oh, mm. it can be both things. On the instant gram. On the instant gram. We would ask that you follow us. I need to tell, uh, I, I'm I'm doing this pitch because it would Doge would feel weird doing this himself. This is a really good Instagram account. It's true. And this is my favorite of our social medias. It is done really well. You get to see all of the art. Uh, and this is like, if you don't visit the website, you miss it. So still go to our website. But following Instagram is fun. Instagram stories are consistent and always really clever. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, follow. I'm going to say Chelsea Willis is my favorite follow. That makes sense. Yeah. Followed closely by two chunks and a hunk. Hey, mm. you, she's Will Whisper so she can't hear. Yeah. What's your real favorite? Is it us? It's us. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Nice. Oh, nice. That's that's you know fair. what I'm saying? Um, and then I want to, not necessarily a shout out, but Story Shaped Life is really good. That is mm. the podcast that Ben and Sam Larzabal are doing right now. Um, they're already starting to think tank a little bit about what their next season will be. They will do it in seasons. So it'll be more like there might be a break between the seasons, um, but it's really rich, really good content. I believe eight episode on Enneagram 8 came out yesterday. So give that a listen. Um, and follow us on Instagram. Please. Speaking of good things to do, if you're interested in doing something good, go to our website, twochunksandahunk.com backslash vote and vote. We've got a new series coming up and we need your help choosing the movies that will be a part of it. Voting closes real soon, so make sure that you do that. It's called Summer of Love 2, Return to Summer. And I think, Jordan, you said you said to throw it to you here, right? You got something you want to bring to the to the table? From the producers who brought you Do you believe in magic? At Summer of Love comes a new story all about (coughs) the human connection. This summer, spill all your books and have Carter meet you to pick them up. Is your dad a baker? Because, man, feels like you've got great values. Take off Doge's glasses and let him show you what true beauty looks like. Hey, babe, are you a raccoon? Because I was just wondering if you would ever want to eat some trash with me. And carry Jordan across the threshold of your newly built home. Hey, do you think you could help me with my anatomy homework? I'm literally failing. All this and more can be yours in Summer of Love 2. Return to Summer. Well, that was hot and steamy. And now back to the show. And we're back and live. <laughs> we live, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next thing that, that, the next major thing that happens is that E.T. kind of reveals his mission to the kids, right? Yep. This is where we get E.T. home phone mm-hmm. and then E.T. phone home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I when, when he said home phone... I was like, did I hear that wrong? My have whole life have I been wrong? That? Right? Like, Luke, I am your father. That kind of thing. Yes. So now that E.T.'s talking, it's probably time for the grossest trivia. That's an actual lady's voice. Yes, it is. She's smoked two packs of cigarettes every day. Uh, and she's just somebody that 
I think sound designer, whatever his name was, somebody that he knew. Just knew her. Yeah. Just knew her. And he was like, hey, would you come voice this nasty little... Wait, is she, so she's not putting on or is that just her natural... She's probably putting on, a little, putting bit, on a little bit. But, but I think she, I think I read that she got paid like 300 bucks. $380. Yep. What? To BET. Isn't that crazy? That is so bizarre. I had no idea. Yeah. That is so funny and sad. Yeah, a little bit. So all the while that E.T. is getting to know uh, the kids, Keys, and his henchmen. They're scoping. They're scoping. They're canvassing uh, the forest moon of Endor up there on the hills, looking for E.T., looking for signs of intelligent life down in the city below. Um, So E.T. kind of reveals to the kids his plan to create a machine that's going to help him phone home. um, And he looks to be slowly dying while this mm-hmm. is happening. Uh, the the flowers that he brings back to life a little bit earlier begin to wilt and fade. And yeah. we get... As does he a little bit. Yeah, and that's what I love about this is that there's no there's no info dump, right? There's no right. scene where somebody's like, E.T. is telepathically linked to Elliot. And it's somehow apparent to his me that they're connected. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, we watch these things happen and we're left to draw our own conclusions. Yeah, it kind of felt a little bit like War of the Worlds because what yeah. actually ends up killing those aliens is our atmosphere. The flu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another Spielberg movie with Tommy Cruise. Oh, that's right. He came, uh, Dakota Fanning. Uh-huh. Did a, did a remake of that. So E.T.'s plan culminates uh, in a Halloween heist. Sure does. Uh, they're, they're passing E.T. off as Gertie. And mom loves their costumes. Yeah. yeah she's like, so giggly about this. So much. So, so giggly about their I think their she's been costume. drinking some of that silly soda. Probably. <laughs> some of that Coke that E.T. had in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's an alien, too. Um, but the plan is to take E.T. up into the woods so that he can build his machine there and contact his people. This is where we get the iconic image. Uh, that is, to plug our Instagram for a moment, this is our episode-specific art for this for this episode of Two Chunks and a Hunk. This is where we get the image of E.T. in the front of the bike flying. So um, I think this is going to be maybe my spiciest super dump in a long time. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. I wish that we didn't get this until we get it later. No way. Yes. No, there is a huge narrative reason that this is set up here and then paid off later on. Completely disagree. It's set up in exactly the same way that we get how bad Michael is at driving and pulling out of the garage. And right. ultimately, his his poor driving is kind of the missing component of their escape at the very end. Sure. And, and I hear you. I would have liked to have seen maybe some sort of hint that this was possible on E.T.'s part rather than get the full flight. Um, because to me, the iconic flight is the end with everybody. With That's the, more iconic than what DreamWorks no chose to be their logo? It's the logo for Amblin Entertainment, Steven Spielberg's, Steven Spielberg's production company that was founded right before this movie was released. Yeah. This is, for me, it's the, red, it's the red hoodie in the escape at the end. It's, oh, that man. is the iconic. And I know, I told you it was going to be spicy. To me, um, a smaller jump, smaller flight, like a very quick, like that was too big to be a normal jump and a hint that E.T. had something to do with it for the payoff of how are they going to get out of this at the end and then lift off. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't I like- I can see that conceptually. I just fundamentally hate that because I love this movie so much. <laughs> I, I also love this movie a ton, but as I was watching- well, that's not what I'm hearing you when the when, <laughs> when the bike takes off here, I, I watching it, I was like, man- I don't remember it happening this early and I kind of wish it didn't. And the more I sat and thought about it, I think that's the thing I like least about the movie. Wow. Wow. I want to, I want to just argue with you. About I love that what forever, you love. But I told you yeah. it was going to be spicy. It is. It's very spicy. Super Almost spicy. too spicy for me. It's making my nose run. Um, <laughs> sorry for the chorizo I'm bringing to the table. Sp- spicy beef. Thank pork. God for beef. <laughs> it's pork though. Just let me have one juicy moment. So okay. E.T. builds his machine in the woods. He does. He does. Calls Loves the machine. Wait, can we talk about, uh, there are so many Star Wars references. Yeah. And it's fun because oh, they're yeah. friends. Like yeah. he's, we got the action yeah. figures. Uh, and Yoda? then he sees Yoda and he's like, home. Oh, which is oh, funny oh, because when oh. we go to the Senate on Coruscant, yep, there's some E.T.s. One. There are definitely E.T.s in the Senate. Some doofies, I think is what they're called. E.T.s. <laughs> the next thing that happens is E.T. be very, very sick. Very sick. He do. Be white. Be look like a beignet. But Mike... <laughs> <laughs> but Mike think he go home. 
You think he'd go home? Mike think he'd go home? Mike go home. Mike go home. And by Mike, of course I mean Elliot. Elliot. Mike's Elliot. brother. Mike. Mike is brother? Mike is brother. E.T. Be sick. <laughs> so very. So very sick. Sick. And Elliot is starting to get sick too because True. of this, because of their psychic link. This element scared me so much as a kid. Th- basically, this whole third act was a nightmare for me as a child. It's Same. so scary as a kid. And I think that's because of the way that it's shot, right? Like when the, the hazmat guys come into their house in a couple of minutes, like they're breathing like Darth Vader. Like right. it's just, it's shot in a way that, like I think if this was shot, this is a, an example I think of where the eye level of a kid is extended a little bit metaphorically because we're viewing these people just trying to do their job and doing what is arguably the right thing. Like they're trying to, they're not villains. They're trying to learn about E.T., yeah. Right, uh, but we're we're perceiving them the way that a kid would see them coming to take his best friend away. So that's why they're right. in NASA suits like that. It is so strange yeah. that it is that they are in full blown spacesuits. It's super dumb. Okay. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That part's my super dumb. Um, it's not because it happened quickly because we've kind of had illusions that like they are watching the whole time. Yeah, behind the scenes, and probably do have enough time to set up all this. But it was just a lot. It felt a little bit over the top. For that intro. But, I mean, if it is, it's going to be my super dumb regardless because it was in the moment. Yeah. And I, maybe there's been episodes before that we've been convinced out of super dump or super pump. But it just, maybe if it is from the kid's point of view, and that's like how a kid would view it. Like, it's almost like, you know how Courage the Cowardly Dog yeah. is supposed to be a dog's point of view, and that's why everything is so weird. Yeah. Um, maybe if it was something like that, I'd appreciate it more. But I, I couldn't I couldn't get with it. And I, it could also be because I'm so uncomfortable and so sad for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah I don't, and I'm really irritable. Probably. You know, the scene of all the like astronauts and cop cars slowly making their way down. Yeah. All I could think while they're rolling the tubes is like, there's no way that's how you're supposed to move those things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's right. get cut by a rock or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, we set up kind of this triage unit, right? Like it's yeah. like a mobile hospital thing almost. We've got E.T. and Elliot quarantined. Uh, these paramedics and doctors are real paramedics and doctors. Yeah. They were not given a script for this moment. They just said, hey, talk like you would. Operate on E.T. Like, like he's, he's a crashing. real patient. Yeah. Act like he's a real patient going septic or sepsis, whatever. It's going septic, yeah. Going septic tank. And <laughs> use the things that you would say about a real person. And that way it just feels real and looks real. And it's, Oh, that's cool. This scared me. Poor Mike. Said it. This poor, scared me keep so calling much Mike. As a kid. Maybe it's Stranger Things. I keep calling yeah. him Mike. Poor Elliot is just so sad here. Yeah. Yeah. It was so something that's really cool that was almost my super pump is I think E.T. as a story, as a movie, is just like tangible empathy. Yeah. Like empathy, it's it's not Elliot doesn't think the way E.T. thinks, they feel what each other feels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically empathy defined. Sure. And so we have like we start to see them, oh, if they feel this way. Like if Elliot feels this way, so does E.T. and the opposite. But then what happens is, is they make, they add a third person and it's you. It's right. the watcher. Yeah. And so yes. now you're feeling the way they do. And that's all because of emotion stuff. And like this goes straight into my super pump. Uh, the score, like John Williams. Oh my yes. goodness. Is so phenomenal. And I honestly think E.T. doesn't get as much credit. I agree with or you. Or the credit it deserves. Yes. It won. It, it won for best score. Yeah, they had four Oscars for this movie, and that was mm-hmm. one of them. And uh, he's just brilliant. Like, yeah. he's so good. Yes, there is enough that's like, okay, this kind of sounds like other stuff, but that's just a style that has nothing yeah, to yeah. do with that's like John ripping off some yeah. of the other stuff. But uh, and the end is great too because I think I read that Spielberg basically said, "Hey, just treat this as you would like a concert." And, and then he went back he and recut and, the ending yeah, to we'll fit, which was super rare or the first time that that had been talked about or happened before. Yeah, to so where, typically the way that it works is the conductor's conducting while a playback of the reel is happening. And they're watching it and trying to kind of time out the emotion of the shots and just wasn't working right. And so Spielberg said, hey, we're going to turn the screen off. You conduct this like you're conducting a concert performance. Yeah. It's amazing. It is know? amazing. It's and so good. So this is where also we get Key's um, confession that he has met E.T. before. I thought that I was an allusion to it. the fact that that was like a dream of his. Like that was. I think in the his thing that he's saying is like this is a this is a literal dream for me. Like I've been studying this stuff. I've been waiting for this since I was ten. According to the novelization of this movie, which was approved by Steven Spielberg, E.T. came to Keys at ten years old, and E.T. looks at Keys and recognizes him in this moment. Huh. Yeah. 
I don't think that's present in the text of the movie at all. Uh, I mean, it is It is what the line suggested to me, which is why I looked yeah, it up. Yeah, huh. I can see that. Yeah. That's um, huge. But may, maybe not. That's just what I assumed, was that yeah. that was probably why the aliens had come back to that same area and why yeah. Keyes was so intent on finding yeah. them. I don't know how to respond because it's so new to me. Like, yeah. it's like if someone drove up something that looks like a car, but it's not, and sure. I'm intimidated, like, come on, you can drive it around. I don't think so. Yeah. I need I'll, to I'll of, watch you drive Let me meditate yeah. on it a little bit before I, but yeah. Well, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Speaking of open to interpretation, I, I want to know how you guys interpreted this scene in this little tent with E.T. and Elliot. Um, and maybe it's not open for interpretation, and maybe this is how it's supposed to be. I have always and still view this as E.T. deciding to die so Elliot can live. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. And I think yeah, it's open to interpretation because it's never really explained as to why. They just feel each other. I think it's right. a huge strength of the movie. Yeah. Right? That it's not spelled out, that we don't like lay everything out on there because that, like, if that makes it stronger, the emotional bond's stronger in your mind, if that makes it a tighter narrative, sure. Believe that, right? Because well, it's it's one of those things where for I on one hand, it seems like maybe the the whole thing is Elliot is dying because E.T. is dying. But then Upon, like, I guess an older watch now at at 25 and not a kid, it seems maybe like the reason they're both dying is because they're both using up each other's life to survive. And it's I've started to, I think, interpret this, and I think even as a kid a little bit, as E.T. saying, like, if I go, he can get the strength to get back up, which is why they have that final, like, goodbye, and then it's like E.T. decides to die almost. Yeah. I think yeah. that's totally valid. That's great. I, like, I had thought of a narrative of like E.T. Like maybe it's all his imagination and his imagination is just so strong and E.T. is just like hope manifest. And so he like finds this hope after losing his dad and all these different things and then hope comes and then like hope starts to fade. So that's why everything, like when he starts to lose hope, it completely affects his health. And But that was like, that's way out there. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what's so fun too. I'm glad you even brought that up and got us going down that trail because- Like, movies are art. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. have to. And that's the thing, too. We had a conversation a few weeks ago about, like, we need to not be so frustrated if somebody got something completely different. Or, yeah. If, yeah. or if they did what you would define as missing the point. Sure. You just got to move on because that's just how they interpret it. No one is going to spend the same amount of time in every section of a museum. Yeah. There's right. going to be things that you gravitate towards, and it could be something that's just kind of passing through. But, like— you just got to go with it. But I, I love conversations like this. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, that's really interesting. E.T. comes back to life. We see his heart glowing. The best scene in the whole movie to me. This yeah. was going to be where I decided to patiently wait and reveal my super pump. But since I've already done it, Elliot's reaction here. Of, yeah, it's amazing. He's alive, brings tears to my eyes literally every time. He I'm is so overjoyed. I'm pretty much in tears from here until the end of the movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. At, at every time I watch this, no matter oh, how old amazing. I am, every single time. Um, so they, they escape the... Uh, the doctors and the NASA people. Uh, and this is where we get our second bike fly. His right? fake his fake crying was fun too. Yeah, yeah that was great. Ah, yeah, yeah. That, this whole yeah. getaway is perfect. Steven Spielberg didn't think so at the time. Really? He did not like the fact that the, the police cars that they fly over, the police officers standing in the front of that have huge rifles. I didn't really like that either. And he was like, I don't know what I was thinking because they're not going to shoot a kid. Like, right, yeah. So in the digital, in the re-release that I was talking about earlier, he changed those. He spent thousands and thousands of VFX dollars to change those to walkie-talkies. Hmm. Uh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Without reshooting it? Without reshooting it. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I thought they were, those two cops were probably the worst actors too, which is the kind <laughs> yeah. of thing that you could brush yeah. over. It's not going to affect your rating of the movie, but it's like the way they were telling that you, sh- you should watch that again. The way they're telling the kids to stop, there's a no confidence. Like of yeah. a cop. Cut it down. Right? Yeah. Please but stop riding your bike at me. I love this. Is <laughs> I'll the, shoot you. This is like the epitome of a kid's adventure movie because the kids have a distinct advantage yeah. on bikes and knowing the area better than anybody. Like they even have yep. their own nicknames for places of like, meet us at that, you know, that one part. Like, yep. even if the cops heard them, they wouldn't know what park they're talking about. Like this is the that. perfect epitome of like the kids have the upper hand because they're kids. Yep. It's not some contrived um, like upper hand. It is literally like, we've got bikes and we can drive on stuff you can't. Let's do this. Yep. Like the air. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the big group flight. Love this. Uh, right? Shortly after Elliot finishes roasting Greg for suggesting that E.T. could just beam up to his ship. <laughs> this is reality. 
Greg. The way that he says Greg is so funny to me. And I don't and think it's supposed to be a joke. the irony of this is reality. Like, With an alien about to yeah, fly. Yeah. 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 Um, so we get to the woods. E.T.'s family has come back. Um, and then we get our goodbye between Elliot and E.T. And this scene is my super pump. And I really, really think... I watched it yesterday. This is my probably 20th time to see this movie. Awesome. I don't think there is a scene in a movie that affects me emotionally in the same way that this one does. Mm. And I don't know why. Uh, but there's just something about the acting from from Henry Thomas and from the puppet that's E.T. We haven't even talked about how, how awesome amazing the, yeah. the E.T. animatronic, the yeah, suit, all of that. The effects on E.T. are unbelievably good. Are, really cool. are you specifically, though, talking about the like, Stay like you could stay yeah. with me. I could take care of you. Like yeah, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, ouch! When he touches his heart. Oh, right? yeah. that is that's the. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that is that's the, the minute for me. Ouch! Yeah, ouch! Me too. You know. And he's Jeez. crying those big anime tears. The huge crocodile Full tears. Ozarka water bottles. Do you baby. think it would have been more appropriate? I'm not trying to rain on your super pump. Yeah. If with with as empathic as this movie has been, if ET had pointed at his heart and not his head as where he would be, I'll be here. Like I'm always like here, yeah. I, I wanted it to be it the as, heart. It does. It did not super bother. Me. Sure, I interpreted yeah. it as memories. memory. I guess. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Maybe ET's heart is his brain and his head's empty, dude. Maybe his butt is his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> super would be weird. What? <laughs> like what? Are you kidding me? That's the kind of off-the-wall brand of humor you can expect from these nasty boys. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really know what else to say about E.T. I mean, the yeah. movie just ends. Sure. Right? Cut to black whenever E.T. gets in the I just let the away. credits roll so that yeah. I could listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, I did yeah. as well. I, this, well, we'll probably talk about that in the rating. But like, just the feeling after watching this movie is unlike many other movies that I yeah. can think of. It's, yeah. it's wonder is the word I yeah. think. Yeah, yep. So that's E.T. Yep. The extraterrestrial. Which means that it's time to to rate to rate streal this to, it's, we gotta rate it. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Using the scientific cinema scale from science. I want you to say each entry in the scale as E.T. Oh, please. Yes. Okay, well, it is perfect, and it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is Unland by Poster. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best thing. What's the, the next best thing? The next best thing we can say is... Bye. And after that? Rent. Okay, what comes next from there? Stream, 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 stream. He's <laughs> like a Pokemon. And the next thing on the scale? Forget. And last and certainly least, what's the worst thing that we could say about a movie, E.T.? Spaceman forsake. <laughs> That's good. That's true. That's very true. I love that half of these, you motioned as E.T. <laughs> yeah. Forget, you, you have to get you, into I'm character, a, right? I'm a very physical actor. Yeah. You became two feet, ten inches tall. And I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't like your feet. <laughs> it's not good? Yeah, you didn't like my feet? <laughs> what about my stretchy, stretchy neck? <laughs> So I'll go first because this is my movie. This is a buy the poster for me. Probably the easiest poster purchase that I've ever made on this show. Um, E.T. is, for me, the reason why Steven Spielberg is my favorite director. And I'm going to do something potentially controversial. Mm. I know I talked a big game about how Raiders is my favorite movie of all time. Wait, what? I like E.T. more. I think it's taken me... This watch to really, really thoroughly analyze it. I said I knew who you were. I think I like ET more. Wow. I don't know though. It's a new thing. I'm I'm kind of trying out. I'm gonna see how it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right now, I think I might like ET more. ET is to me, if you were to say, if you were to reach inside my brain and say, at your deepest core, if you were able to make a movie, what movie would it be most similar to? I would ants. hands down <laughs> ants. I would say <laughs> I would hands down say E.T. Hmm, I love it. Awesome. I'll go next. This movie is also an own it, don't lend it by that poster for me. Uh, I would say- I'm so glad. <laughs> not, not only, but almost mostly because it's a classic. Like, right. it is 
untouchable. Yeah. Many will try and fail to replicate the magic and wonder of this movie. Mac and me. And there are right, yeah. And there are there are things that um pay homage and benefit from that, but anything that has tried to really reach out and touch has flown too close to the sun, I think. Right. Um this movie is I would I would happily hang a poster of this movie in my home. Yeah. Uh, I think such a fun experience of this. It's a buy a poster for me too. Buy that poster. I'm just going to buy another poster. <laughs> just buy I'm going to buy a poster because this movie reminded me of another movie I like more. No, <laughs> I'm buying this Ants. poster um, because it's such an interesting thing and I couldn't put myself in that situation. It makes me sad because while I grew up watching this, like I wasn't there at the beginning. We talked about yeah. when John yeah. Hurt is walking around the alien set. It's like, so... It's you can't compare it to Alien because it's Alien, right? And like this thing that happens with ET, there's not a feeling that I'm going to get to have, but I want it. But it's like, so it wasn't a, like a ten million dollar film that was the highest grossing film of all. Like if if you factor in inflation, this would be the fourth highest grossing yeah. film of all time. And it is not that complicated. No. no, it is simple, but it is that story of like a like a kid's friendship with a monster from another world, like an alien from another world. And it was one yeah. of the first times that it had been done like that. And there's just something, I'm not going to be able to to feel the spirit of that original. Like my mom talks about going to the Chinese theater uh, in LA to see Star Wars A New Hope. Like you think wow. of things like that and you're like, this is the first time the world's ever seen it. Yeah, E.T. feels like it might've been like that, even though there are references to Star Wars, but it was like- yeah. It Never was just made like so emotive, and well, it received. It was a it was a sci fi children's adventure made for adults, which is weird, right? Um, but it it plays to kids as well. But it received a standing ovation at is it pronounced Can the Can Film Festival, right? Yes, I think so. I say Canes, but that's just because I like chicken tenders. The sauce, yeah. At the Cannes Film Festival, it received like a 10-minute standing ovation for yes. a movie that was, at the time, not typical of that festival. Um, and it's because I think this movie is, I think the word would be transcendent. Like, it's I don't so, know who this movie isn't for. So yeah. I'm going to say two two quotes from Steven Spielberg about this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, uh, I think I've talked about it on the show before, a Steven Spielberg box set. And that's how I have this on Blu-ray. Um, but in the, in the little booklet that came with it, the highlighted, the pull quote for this movie is, you're not supposed to fall in love with your own movies, but I absolutely fell in love with E.T. Mm. Um, and then he talks about, too, how he made E.T. for his inner child. Yes, it plays to children, but I think I think the thing that makes it so special is that it plays to inner children. Right. You know what I mean? It yeah. plays to the child that didn't ever fully grow up inside of everybody. Sure. Well, and Spielberg kind of feels like a director that speaks on behalf of the inner child in yeah. almost all of his movies. Yes. Yeah, um, I think so. Just to see some of the humor, even from Raiders and stuff like that. It just, he's such a kid. And to see like the most dense representation of that. And yeah. that's E.T., which is so cool. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it, it cost $10 million to make. And it made almost $800 million Jeez. in 1983. That's Jeez. wild. Yeah. What? I think it had, or maybe still has, the record for longest theater run of any movie. Over a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They just couldn't get enough. It's unlike anything else. To me, to me it was like, a phenomenon, I think. This movie's perfect to me. And I don't say that movie. lightly. But it's, to me, this is the perfect Did movie. Did you super dump? I did. It was on the fog machine that they used in their house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was, nice one, dude. It was nitpicky. It was nice so one, nitpicky. It doesn't really bother me that much. <laughs> yeah. It just looks like a music video sometimes. I, I, my super dump is that they just had too many yellow Reese's pieces. <laughs> like you just find like the <laughs> You most, know there's orange and browns in there. You know it. There's all these people listening that are like, same. <laughs> <laughs> so um, speaking of perfect, you know what else is perfect? This series. Yeah. And it's yeah. coming to a close. This has been awesome. It really has been fun. As we go. Yeah. I think you sing that at the end of every series. That I might. Be, might that I might, really yeah, might. I think that's a joke you do frequently. It's, this has been so awesome is. to talk about. It has. Favorite movies from our favorite directors. I think we've been able to talk a lot more deeply, probably yeah. out of a little bit more personal experience than we usually do. It's yeah. been stressful though. It has. Like Let having to come in yeah. and be like, here's here's this thing I love. Do you guys do you guys I like know. it? Or? It feels like show and tell. Yeah. It yeah, is we're tough. tough. We loved this series, but we were talking about before the podcast, like we're really glad to just move back to the Summer of Love. Yeah. Oh, just my to talk goodness. about something that Summer of Love 2, Return to Summer, will be the exact thing that I need. Yeah. And it'll yeah. be because of the chunkies. I mean, they chose it. So So thanks. Thanks, thanks for voting. Guys. Thank you. And make sure you still do that. Closes in a few days, so get those votes in. To end this episode, 
I would like for us each to say our name and one romance movie that would be improved by the presence of E.T. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. You've heard of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Well, I'm about to give you Pride and Prejudice and Aliens. That's right. E.T.'s hanging out with those wonderful, wonderful lovers. Mrs. Darcy. (laughs) Ouch. I'm Doge, and I want to slap this fun little guy into the notebook. Dang it. If you bird, I bird. (laughs) And I'm Carter, and just because I had it, because I think it's just funny that we both came to this. Like, I also will have E.T. playing Noah. Yep. (laughs) But here's what's weird, is like, Ryan Gosling is still young Noah, but E.T. is the one reading the story. (laughs) He just aged so poorly. So poorly, but we start to see it. Like as Noah's building the house, like his eyes get really huge, his neck gets spread long. out really far. Yeah. And she's like, it turns she's into like, the fly. How long do we normally have? Not long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>